0: I'm sure by now that you guys must have noticed, especially those of you who listen to the second podcast. That's the So You're Getting Married podcast, which is my podcast that is aimed at marriage and relationships and things of a much more personal nature. I'm sure you'd have noticed that the intro, the intros uh, for both shows are now gone. And that's because my wife listens to the podcast from time to time and she has um, she's made some criticisms of uh, my radio voice that went with the uh, with the intros. So let's just put it that way. So wi doesn't like radio voice, and so radio voice has to go. So for now, we're going to go back to the um, much more classic approach of starting off the podcast, which was the way that I used to uh, run this uh, podcast, run this show from uh, day one when I started this thing, uh, slightly over a year, and uh, what is it? maybe two months ago, a year and a month ago. I think it was March. No, not March. I think it was February. February of last year, just shortly before um, the coronavirus thing hit, or at least before it became a big thing in Niger. So apart from uh, that change, that is uh, the end of Radio Voice. Everything else uh, on the show is going to stay exactly um, the same. And I'm sure that this has made you guys realize that I am open to... Um, constructive criticism and uh, proddings, if they make sense. If I think they make sense, let me put it that way. So, um, yeah, if you have any feedback about the show, uh, for those people who have reached out to say it's awesome, like the uh, last fellow who did that, that was the uh, photographer, um, Dauda, or Daudu, sorry, I can't remember. Um, yeah, so reach out, let me have the feedback, it's uh, greatly appreciated. So, let's move on to what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Since I made two or three detours, I'm not exactly sure I remember what the last topic was. So, regardless of whatever the detour was, I'm getting back to um, the train of thought that we were trying to explore on professionalism, business communications, and networking. And uh, so, we were on the working definition approach. And how a good idea is to model your idea of professionalism based on the Nigerian School of Professionalism. Basically, that is, whatever a Nigerian parent says professional means, that is what we are going to adopt. And when Nigerians say, I want my son or my daughter to study a professional course, they mean law, accounting, medicine or engineering. Now, that is a good approach that we can run with because... Nigerian uh, professional courses, these courses that have listed out, they have best practices and standards that cut across the board and work well with different disciplines. It's something that I've mentioned um, before. So you will find that um, whatever it is that these uh, disciplines prescribe as what should be professional, you can find that you can take that and apply to your wedding photography practice, your wedding video practice, your wedding planning practice, your carpentry practice, baking practice or your makeup practice and to make a point at some point before i made the detour we explored two of those Uh, one of them was dress and the other was punctuality and um, so regardless of uh, what these disciplines say about dress it is clear about one thing that uh, law accounting medicine and engineering promote this idea that a professional a true professional is supposed to dress a certain way So for law and medicine, that seems to be determined by conventions. So you need to have the immaculate, um, uh, uh, what's it called? That gown that the doctors wear, you need to have that gown. And then if you're in surgery, you need to wear those um, overalls. And I've noticed that they seem to have different colors. So the doctors' overalls, um, even though they look the same, like a nurse's one, they have different colors. So the nurses, different colors. The cleaning staff, different colors. The doctors, um, different colors. And then for law, it's also based on conventions as well. The wig and the gown with the silly pocket at the back. Um, And then um, accounting, that is also something that is determined by convention. It's supposed to be uh, business um, attire. But when it comes to um, engineering and their sister professions, you know, archie and the rest, it is something that is determined um, by practicality and also by health and safety concerns so engineering you have to wear those funky shoes so it doesn't matter that they look sexy or not you know you're a female engineer you're not going to go there wearing high heels you have to wear those ugly shoes so that nobody uh, drops a hammer and destroys your toes Uh, you also have to wear um, the safety hat uh, what else? Some materials that you can wear, some that you can't, in, um, depending on things being um, flammable or not. Um, so regardless of whatever the basis is, whether it's convention or whether it's um, health and safety, you can see that there's this idea that uh, professionals are supposed to dress a certain way. And so in the past, we ran through some suggestions that uh, my, uh, some of my early students came up with, the wedding planners, the wedding planners-to-be who are part of the um party planning academy as run by uh, my friend laura michael phillips so we ran through a couple of things whether it should be corporate and gown or suit or whether it should be corporate casual Um, we looked at the idea of being presentable uh there was this blanket rule of um, no jeans or no t-shirt um these are just some of the ideas that were thrown around by the students and um i didn't shoot down anything because uh, all ideas are welcome but i just pointed out that um, it has to be uh relative to the context you know what is it that you're doing if you're out in the field as a wedding planner then jeans and t-shirts you know might work because it would be funny to have you out in the field and you're sweating it out with your um, louboutins and your immaculate um, whatever kind of suit it is that uh, women are supposed to wear as a business statement. And then I also pointed out that it has to be contextual to whether you're dealing with a new client, an old client. Okay, I've already mentioned um, field work. So, yeah, so it depends on the relationship. It depends on the context on a couple of things. But that is something that we ought to have in mind that um, there's a certain way to dress professionally. And then we also looked at the idea of uh, being punctual. So I think that's enough for a recap to bring us to where we're going to take off for today. And if you are Interested in um catching up if this is your first time listening to the podcast, then skip back. I think I made two or three detours, so just skip back two or three episodes and uh you'll be able to get back on the train and it'll catch you up to speed at least as um relating to this current um tranche of what is it that of what it is that we are talking about. The episodes will be easy to find because they have some kind of prefix that has either professionalism in it, business communications or networking. So once you see the title, you see pretty much that it's all the same uh, series. So now we're looking at the idea of clarity of communications. And then there's also case management methodology. But since we're already at seven minutes, I think I'll just... Um, riff on clarity of communications and work specifications and then um, leave it at that and we'll see how it applies to uh, those of us in the wedding and the um, event space Uh, and then after we're done with this with everything hopefully I'll be able to if I remember I should start making detailed notes as I make these recordings Hmm. okay so anyway hopefully as I'm done with everything I should be able to tie it in as to how um, it relates um, it relates to um, sales practices, uh, since that is what this uh, podcast is all about, how we can use personal sales to grow our businesses. So, clarity of communications and work specifications. Now, for these disciplines that we've mentioned, um, there's this idea that if you're saying something, you have to be very clear about what you're saying. If you're writing something, you ought to be very clear about what it is that you're writing whatever means or modes you're trying to use to communicate in it is expected that you're going to be able to do so clearly and succinctly as our people say or the practice of the law so it's the same with um, medicine and the same with engineering and the same with um, accounting when you're speaking about rights responsibilities and obligations you have to be able to say so clearly When you're talking about uh, preparing a um, a corporate account for XYZ corporation, you have to be clear about your accounting period, which accounting controls you're using, accounting standards that you're using. It's the same with uh, medicine. Before you prescribe medication, you need to know uh, that the person is uh, a 56-year-old man who is 120 kilograms, and uh, so because of that, he only needs XYZ milligrams of blah, 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 blah. And you also have to be very clear on what the diagnosis is, on what the symptoms were, and uh, things of that nature. And the same thing with uh, the engineers. Now, it's obvious why for Nigerian professional courses, they harp on about communications, um, this whole thing of being clear in communications. It's because if you mess up, then... You really F things up for everyone. So for the lawyer, if you're not clear about determining the rights, the obligations, the responsibilities, and your diagnosis of what the situation is, then you totally F things up in court, and your client has wasted money. And um, the, uh, these professional courses, if you notice, they are big on reputation. So once you get a reputation as a lawyer who is constantly F things up, you're not going to make as much money. It's the same thing with accountant, with accountants. You build up a shoddy reputation, and then, after a while, people cannot rely on um your um your professional opinion for those of you who doubt I'm sure you remember if you are a late seventies or early eighties child like I am. you remember some of the accounting scandals that have um happened i mean before the Enron thing there was uh, was it Arthur Anderson or I can't remember the names of these uh, accounting firms, but in our younger days, that's, let's say, secondary school into university, there have been two or three bus stops, you know, um, of accounting firms that were involved in some uh, businesses that went belly up and shoddy accounting was used, I think, for the Enron thing. I can't remember the... Uh, accounting firm that was involved in the whole thing you know instead of how they were doing is it accrual based accounting or something like that and i'm not a professional so i don't know about the niceties and um i'm sure you have folks like my wife who are listening to the podcast now she has more experience in finance. So at this point she's probably saying, you know, can you shut up, don't confuse these people, you are saying the wrong thing. And so I'll just leave it there. But bottom line is we have these giant accounting firms that used to be renowned the world over. And then all you have is one, okay, it's not a small, Enron was a major F-up. So you have one major F-up and then people are not going to do business with you again. And so we have one of these firms who that who actually had to um, uh, close up shop And then reincorporate as um, another entity before they're able to get uh, business up and moving again. And then uh, what else? So, of course, if you're not clear on your communications, your client will die. That is if you are involved in medicine or engineering. For engineering, um, costs skyrocket and people could die. Medicine, it's also the same costs and people die. But I think they're much more concerned about um, people dying than cost of um, medicare overall so uh, with this in mind it is obvious why for nigerian professional courses um, it is clear why for them communication um, is key you need to be able to um, assess a situation uh, and uh, communicate uh, clearly with your clients with the other stakeholders um, communicate with the judge Communicate with the accounting authorities. Communicate with the other physicians, with the referring doctor, or whatever. And the engineer has to be able to communicate directly to the architect. And you people need to be able to communicate very well to the workmen to be sure that you're using the right quantity of cement and they can catch the workload. Sorry, carry the workload. Was it the workload or the load? Anyway, I'm not in these professions, so forgive me if I'm using the wrong terms. So that's the reason why clarity of communication and work specifications are absolutely essential. Now, do these carry over to those of us in the wedding and the event space? The answer, in my opinion, is absolutely, it should. We do have wedding planners, wedding photographers, wedding videographers, and the like, who go around. They don't quite communicate properly. Uh, They don't say what they mean. They don't mean what they say. Um, uh, What else, when they communicate with clients, things are not clear. Uh, that's why people harp on about contracts because they're trying to plug this whole clarity of communication but we ought to be uh, extremely clear when we are communicating with our uh, clients you know good morning mr. bride mrs. groom I am Kemi of uh, XYZ uh, wedding planning how can I help okay so your wedding is uh, this date okay 20th of November you make sure you write that down um, and you make sure that you feed it back to them eventually as you guys move on because it's not uncommon for the first day they gave you to be 20th of november and you're rolling with that but then changes are made and it's actually 27th but then for some reason they forget to um let you know and you know the whole thing of double booking uh comes up so we need to be clear about communications when we're trying to figure out what it is uh, that they need and what the work specifications are going to be is it going to be 8,000 people? Uh, do we want uh, tables, uh, table sheets of uh, Egyptian cotton? Or do we want Chinese linen? Or um, mm-hmm. do we want Christmas lights? Um, the reason why I keep going back to Egyptian cotton and Christmas lights is because I don't know anything about wedding planning. And for my own wedding, uh, one of those things, one of our touching points was Christmas lights. I love the Christmas lights. The wedding planner was like, Christmas lights? You know, the time has passed. That was old season. That was so 2000 and blah, 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 blah. It's so passe. You know, It's out of fashion. But I just wanted the Christmas lights. So anyway, that's why I keep using the examples for uh, wedding planners and uh, decor people. So we need to be clear about what the, all those specifications are. So same thing for uh, the videographers. Uh, Is it a 5-minute trailer or is it a 20-minute trailer? Oh, madam, when we start reaching 20 minutes, we're not talking trailer anymore. So let's adjust our expectations. This is what I recommend. Um, But then again, if this is what you want, this is how we'll structure it. This is how much it's going to cost. For photographers, uh, is this going to be a 12 by uh, 12 book or is it going to be a 12 by 24? okay you don't know what that means now hold on let's uh, have a meeting on tuesday i will bring samples and you just point out what you want okay you want this one no problem that is not uh, 12 by 12 that is a 12 by 14 no problem it is this amount delivery is going to be three weeks you don't just say delivery is going to be three weeks and leave it at that because you might be thinking delivery for the photo book is going to be three weeks after they select the wedding photos but they might think three weeks is going to be the sum total for delivery, regardless of whenever they select the photos. So they might take two weeks to select the photos and then expect you to deliver in one week. So you see how if we're not clear about communications, how quarrel begins to ensue. So we have to be absolutely clear. So, Madame, delivery is three weeks from the date of when you guys select the photos. So if the wedding is on November 20th, and you guys select photos on the 21st before you leave for the honeymoon then no problem the photos will be ready by december whatever whatever uh, 3 weeks from that um date is and so we need to really be on top of our game when it comes to um communicating our uh, expectations um uh communicating our understanding of the problem that they're trying to solve and uh, communicating uh, what the work specifications um, are going to be so that at the end of the day, there is no quarrel um, whatsoever. So I think I've um, riffed enough on clarity of communications and uh, work specifications. When we get into business communications, this is something that we'll talk about in detail, um, especially when we're looking at um, modes of communications, whether we're using emails or phone calls or... um, I almost said fax. Uh, But I think I've only seen one person fax a document. And that's uh, a friend of mine. He's a lawyer. So I was surprised that people are still faxing today. But yeah, so people still fax. So um, we will get to all that in Clarity of Communications. And um, so yeah, I think that's it. We'll just uh, wrap it up there. But I hope so far that uh, we're all along on the gist and we're we're kind of getting the whole idea that... um, uh whatever it is these uh old school uh professional courses in quote as we call them in nigeria whatever it is that they say is professionalism that is exactly what professionalism is and it has a um has a corollary to what it is that we do as wedding and industry event uh, people so so far um i hope you have been convinced and not confused that because for the lawyer for the accountant for the medical doctor and for the engineer to be professional you have to dress a certain way you have to be punctual and you have to be able to communicate clearly and you also have to be able to say very clearly what your work specifications and your timelines are that is an approach that we ought to adopt as wedding and um, industry wedding and event industry people for wedding planners they don't have this problem because they can't really do their job without being clear anyway because if you tell the wedding planner we're expecting uh, we're expecting about 800 people for the wedding planner it actually makes a difference whether there are 800 people or there are 857 people it has clear implications for cost so they're always going to want to push down for a close enough figure as possible now okay when you say 800 mark do you mean 800 on the dot or you mean like 800 like shy it can enter like 880 900 because the implications for costs are very clear so wedding planners don't really have that kind of a problem so in my own opinion i think is we makeup artists and photographers and uh, you know those of us who are more uh artsy in our craft who run into these uh, sorts of problems so a makeup um, person might say uh, okay i'm going to do your makeup 150k you guys argue back and forth and say okay you know what Let's just make it 200k, but then uh, we'll do for your uh, bridal train as well. And the bride says, "Oh, thank you very much. Oh, we are, you know, and you guys are all loving, you know, loving up and everything." Until you show up on the day, and you realize that for that 200k, when you said I'll do you and the bridal train, that she has a bridal train of 18 people, but you, you are thinking more like four or five because all the Abuja weddings you've done so far is only five people. So. We we'll have to be clear on the, those communications and then uh, wedding photographers, you say eh, I'll be there like that kind eight, you know, but we have to be clear about um, when is the makeup starting, uh, when uh, when do you think we're going to be able to take those um, photos, uh, what locations are we using, uh, you know, these things are really important because if the locations are thirty minutes apart and you want to hit two locations before you guys go to church then You can't just say, I'll be there like that kind around eight. You have to be much more um, clearer than that. So uh, wedding planners, yeah, they don't have that much of a problem. So those of us photographers, videographers, makeup people, those of us who are, we pride ourselves on being artists, we need to uh, hook up with wedding planners and the decor people so that we can learn from them because um, they have to be on their point, uh, on uh, on their game when it comes to these sorts of things. Because if the party, if everything is going to start at 10 o'clock, uh, you know, then the decor people know that okay they have to absolutely be done by, you know, maybe eight o'clock and that means they may have been doing setup from the night before or something like that. So they're much more on point when it comes to um being professional in this regard, when it comes to punctuality and communicating what the work specifications and what the timelines are going to be. So thank you very much for listening to the um, sales for the nigerian wedding industry podcast i'm your host abuja based event and wedding photographer tarishima Ayede. i will catch you guys on the next episode